Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Everybody have a seat? Glad y'all could make it. Come on in. Grab a seat. Get something to drink. Now just sit back and enjoy the show. As always, I have lots of news to get to. It's so great to see everybody show up. And first in the news... Truckers are fighting back against big truck wreck attorney billboards. A Louisiana trucking group is taking action against a billboard blight, as they call it, especially those billboards advertising for big truck wreck lawyers by supporting new legislation in the Louisiana House and Senate. The Louisiana Motor Transport Association LMTA group has thrown their support behind two pieces of legislation, the Senate Bill 211 and House Concurrent Resolution Number 4. This would put a cap on the number of billboards that advertisers can put along the side of the road in Louisiana along with increasing billboard permit fees. The anti-billboard advocates say that Louisiana is home to over 7,000 billboards, which is 10% of all billboards nationwide. Lawmakers say that this profusion of billboards is a source of visual clutter that annoys locals and could deter tourism. Representative Jack McFarland says, If you listen to his constituents, they are tired of seeing all these billboards pop up. Everyone agrees that you can't go 500 feet without seeing a billboard now, end quote. One of LMTA's main arguments against the billboards is that they are dangerous because they distract drivers. The LMTA website argues that, according to Louisiana Highway Safety Commission, anything that takes a driver's eyes or mind off the road is considered a distraction. Billboards exist to do both. Distracted driving is a root cause of accidents that drive up insurance premiums. In 2018, 7,000 accidents were caused by, quote, outside of the vehicle distraction, end quote. Um, the LMTA also points out that the advertising industry pays very little to Louisiana Department of Transportation and Development, or DOTD, when compared to what the trucking industry contributes. I quote, the entire billboard industry pays DOTD a combined $145,000 per year for some 7,000 Louisiana billboards. These revenues do not cover DOTD's cost of administrating the program, meaning motorists are subsidizing the billboard industry through the fuel tax. One single Louisiana truck pays nearly $13,000 per year to use the highway system, while billboard companies pay an average of only $20 per year for each billboard. In other news, 
troopers to target distracted drivers with Operation Incognito. Tennessee police are launching a major enforcement campaign to catch distracted passenger and commercial vehicle drivers in the act. The Tennessee Department of Highway Safety campaign is called Operation Incognito, and it launched on Monday, April 8th. Officers enforcing Operation Incognito will also be promoting National Work Zone Awareness Week, which runs from April 8th to the 12th this past week. As a part of Operation Incognito, law enforcement officers across the state of Tennessee will be hiding in buses decked out in Tennessee Highway Patrol colors and logos in order to catch distracted drivers unaware. During a similar enforcement campaign last year, police handed out about 1,800 citations. The primary focus of Operation Incognito is to reduce distracted driving, serious injury, and crashes, said THSO Director Vic Donahoe. A secondary focus will promote awareness for high-risk construction zones across Tennessee. As distracted driving crashes continue to increase, the THSO and partners are committed to enhancing and monitoring public safety through education and enforcement. The Tennessee Highway Patrol has its own custom Peterbilt that they use for similar enforcement campaigns, but it isn't clear whether they'll be using it for Operation Incognito. Other news... Six states team up for 420 impaired driving enforcement blitz. Law enforcement agencies across six states are planning a major enforcement campaign on a popular stoner quote-unquote holiday. State and local police in Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Iowa, and Arkansas will be increasing patrols over this weekend from April 20th to April 22nd in the hopes of catching impaired commercial and passenger vehicle drivers behind the wheel. A news release from the Phillips County, Kansas Sheriff's Office describes the planned enforcement activities. All available drug Recognition expert and advanced roadside impaired driver enforcement officers will be out in force to remove this danger. Officers will issue citations to any individual who refuses to obey the traffic laws, whether it is for driving while impaired, for speeding, texting, or failing to buckle up. If a suspected violator refuses to submit to a blood test, a search warrant may be obtained for that individual's blood. The news release goes on to say that regardless whether a drug is legal or illegal, it's a serious crime to drive while impaired by any drug. We can no longer share our roadways with these drugged impaired drivers. Impaired driving is not a victimless crime. End quote. Police say that they'll also be on the lookout for drunk or distracted drivers during the enforcement activities. Studies show a 12% increase in traffic fatalities after 4.20 p.m. on April 20th, according to the Scientific America. Um, I have to make a correction on that. It's not this weekend. Um, it is actually, it will be Easter weekend. So April 20th through April 22nd. If you are driving 
in those states between Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Iowa, and Arkansas, pretty much the Midwest. Be on the lookout and be extra attentive. Put the phone down. Pay attention to the roadway. I'm not your mama. I shouldn't have to be telling adults to do this. Use your turn signals. Because that's the first thing they'll be looking for to see if you're an impaired driver or not. And now officials say that they know what caused a major bridge to collapse. I don't, I read, read this article. I'll read it to y'all. I don't see how they can. They're guesstimating my personal observation. Transportation officials in Tennessee are placing the blame on an unknown trucker, of course, for a partial bridge collapse that has snarled traffic on a major interstate. On April 1st, a railing from a bridge collapsed onto I-75 at the I-24 split around Chattanooga, Tennessee. A passenger vehicle was severely damaged during the collapse, and one person was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Following an investigation into the cause, the chief engineer for the Tennessee DOT, Paul Degas, says that a truck driver is probably to blame. Get the word probably to blame. Degg says that most likely a truck hauling an oversized load likely hit one of the supporting steel beams under the bridge, which may have led to the collapse. Because the steel beams appeared to be cut, officials say that a truck strike, as opposed to an infrastructure failure, is most likely to be the cause of the collapse. Know why? Because if they blame it on the trucking company, then Tennessee DOT can chase down the trucking company and sue the trucking company so they get the trucking company to pay for it. Degg says that a bridge strike could have happened minutes before the collapse or as long as a month before. So he doesn't know. Most likely. And I'm saying it like that on purpose. Tennessee DOT says that they would like to find the truck driver responsible so they could pay for the company, require the company to pay for the repairs. But they aren't hopeful that they will be successful because their interstate traffic cameras did not record video and did not capture the moment of impact. No witnesses to the suspected truck strike have come forward at this time. And the size, if you're looking at this picture, the size of this rail that has collapsed, I mean, it's in two different places and it's right in the middle. So I just don't know. I really don't know. So the bridge is set to be replaced in the fall. Uh, the crews are still working on the repairs. So that 50 bridges in Tennessee are hit by trucks each year. So right away, there again, a perfect case of a truck driver being blamed again for something. And a trucker says he plunged off an overpass to avoid a car that cut him off. The truck driver said, I just came off the rail and held on for life and prayed that I'm still here. 
Well, you know, it's going to see, you're going to see it in the picture. If you look at the show, at the show notes, you're going to see this article. I'll have it posted in the show notes on the website, which would be under cafe menu. And then just look for show notes and click on that uh, tab, that link. And then you'll see all of the show notes and just look up for this episode. Um, it was PTL that decided to pass old truck lines that decided to um, go over the guardrail. A truck driver is lucky to have survived after his 18-wheeler, well, yeah, it's a truck, drove off of a Texas overpass and landed on the roadway below. The incident happened during a rainy conditions on Sunday, April 7th in San Antonio at 8 o'clock in the morning. Truck driver Roderick Thomas was traveling south on I-35 when he says that he swerved to avoid a car that cut him off, causing his truck to crash through the guardrail and fall off the overpass, breaking open and spilling its cargo. Thomas was not injured in the crash, but his truck suffered massive damage. Uh, yeah, he totaled it. If you see it, he totaled it. Um, there's no damage to the guardrail. The picture that they showed where the truck landed, there is no gar uh, damage to the guardrail. So it's, you know, you'd have to go uh, on to the link of uh, San Antonio News 4 to see the, the shot from Twitter, their Twitter account. And a UPS driver, kudos to this young man, retires after 6 million accident-free miles. And Atlanta... UPS truck driver is retiring after 43 years on the road without a single crash. 66-year-old truck driver Jimmy Howard recently turned in his truck keys for good after driving for UPS accident-free for over four decades. Kudos, Jimmy Howard. Congrats. Howard started driving for UPS at the age of 22 in 1975, starting out as a delivery truck driver, then moving up to driving the tractor trailers on a daily route from Atlanta to Mississippi, a 525-mile round trip. Over the years, those miles added up to more than 6 million. Even more remarkable is the fact that Howard also has never been involved in a crash in his personal vehicle either. When he was asked the secret to decades to accident-free driving, Howard said, A lot of luck, but I think God's been with me most of the way, and great training from our management staff. So kudos to him. Great job, Mr. Howard. And Canadians can be fined $1,000 for eating while driving starting in May. Canadian drivers, I understand that it doesn't really... Uh, pertain to the states down here but you never know it could always you know come across the border and hey Canada's doing it why not uh, you know uh, we start doing it here in the United States and I know there's a lot of drivers that come down here from Canada and also a lot of drivers that go up to Canada from the states Canada is now cracking down on its distracted driving problem with the rollout of stricter laws that impose harsher penalties and heftier fines on guilty offenders. Such measures are more than necessary now as distracted driving has claimed more lives than impaired driving in the provinces like British Columbia, Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, Nova Scotia, Manitoba, 
Newfoundland, and Labrador. But distracted driving is more than just using your cell phone. While behind the wheel, according to their official website, distracted driving is anything that can lead to a driver's impaired judgment while on the road, including this list. Listen close. Talking on a cell phone. Texting. Reading. Books, maps, newspapers. Smoking. Personal grooming. Putting that eyeshadow on putting that dog on, uh, uh, lipstick on, putting mascara on, guys combing their hair for the hot chicks rolling by. It says personal grooming, adjusting the radio or CD or playing extremely loud music, talking to passengers while fatigued, eating and driving. On the issue of eating and drinking while driving, they said that it's Quote, it's best to avoid eating and drinking while driving and recommends that if you need to take a drink, wait until you are stopped at a red light. Last month, British Columbia released a tweet reminding Canadians that eating a bowl of soup while driving could lead to a $700 fine and add six demerits to one's record. I can hardly eat french fries driving, let alone a bowl of soup. Though each province has its own specific laws, just like we our states, they have provinces up there, if you're not familiar with Canada. They have own specific laws regarding distracted driving. They note that in most provinces, fines of over a thousand dollars and up to four demerit points with license suspension is possible. The recent policies regarding eating and drinking while driving have been highly controversial since their implementation. People who regularly go to drive-thrus or utilize their cup holders are particularly triggered by the law, saying that it's still possible to keep one's eyes on the road and a hand on the wheel while occasionally snacking with the other. So yeah, they're not real happy up in Canada right about now due to having that crunch that you can't I do some of my I used to do some of my best eating while I was driving honestly y'all laughing at me <laughs> now in this story on a sad note a truck driver in Arkansas sacrifices himself to drive a flaming chemical truck into a remote area before it explodes there aren't too many stories in our society these days of people choosing to sacrifice their own lives for the lives of complete strangers. More often than not, the motto of our culture is every man or person for themselves. But one commercial truck driver who was carrying hazardous chemicals is being touted as a hero for his actions after his truck caught on fire. Randall McDougall, a 63-year-old truck driver in Arkansas, was driving down Highway 57 when he used his brakes to stop. Instead of stopping, however, his brakes reportedly caught on fire, according to witnesses. Now let's stop right there. Let me read that paragraph again. Randall McDougall, 63-year-old truck driver in Arkansas, was driving down Highway 57 when he used his brakes to stop. Okay? If he can't stop... There's several things, if you stop and think about it, no pun intended, there are several causes to this. Number one, they were out of adjustment. Number two, he was, you know, too heavy. Number three, he was going too damn fast when they reportedly caught on fire. Yeah, to me, being a 30-year veteran out here, I think he was going a little bit too fast. 
knowing he had explosive chemicals in the back of his truck, McDougal knew he couldn't pull over as he was in a well-populated area of the state. So he opted to call 911 to get as far away from the populated area as he could. McDougal was able to turn onto a rural road with no homes or cars passing by. Even after he put the vehicle in park, McDougal threw caution to the wind and continued to fight the inferno. Even his first responder, excuse me, arrived on the scene. According to this quote-unquote bored panda, first responders witnessed McDougal trying to put out the fire, only to have the contents of his truck, which he was hauling ammonia nitrate, explode, leaving a 15-foot crater in the road. The shock of the blast reportedly blew out windows of cars of up to a mile away. Sandra McDougal, or sadly, I'm sorry, my bad, let me start over. Sadly, McDougal was killed from the blast. Arkansas State Police said in a press conference following the blast that McDougal's remains were found along the rural road. Camden Fire Chief Robert Medford explains that what he saw when he arrived on the scene. He said it looked like a bomb went off. There's a big hole in the ground where the truck used to be. Three firefighters were also injured while they attempted to blow out the blaze. Police are still investigating what caused the vehicle to catch on fire. It just said, did I not just read that in the beginning of the article? That, you know, he couldn't stop because of his brakes and his brakes were caught on. That is, you know, his brakes caught on fire. So I don't know what they're going to try to investigate unless if they were out of adjustment. But I mean, if you got charred pieces, a little hard to investigate that, I would think. Now, this is kind of a scary article. And I've had this posted as a public service announcement and a warning to our Facebook page at juliastruckatcafe.com on Facebook, that a truck stop worker may have spread a hepatitis A to customers for weeks. Health officials in Kentucky are warning truck stop patrons that they may have been exposed to hepatitis A because of an infected food worker. Hence the reason why I don't like going to Taco Bell, Popeyes, Hardee's, any of these places. On Monday, April 8th, the North Kentucky Health Department issued a warning about the risk of a hepatitis A infection. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an infection. I would kind of say that it would not really be a pandemic, but, you know, an epidemic that could cause serious health problems to those who ate at a popular truck stop in the past few weeks. According to the Kentucky Health Department, people who ate at the Popeye's Louisiana Chick Kitchen inside the TA truck stop located at Burlington Pike, Florence, Kentucky, should be on the lookout for hepatitis A symptoms. Now, Florence, I believe it's on 71 and 75. Uh, you can leave me nasty messages if I'm wrong. Health officials say that anyone who ate or drank at the Popeye's restaurant between March 17th, listen to these dates, I'll repeat it again, between March 17th through April 5th is at risk of infection after a food handler was found to have worked while ill with hepatitis A for nearly three weeks. 
the Kentucky Health Department is recommending that those who dined at this Popeye's be vaccinated. While it is relatively uncommon for a restaurant patron to become infected with a hepatitis A virus due to an infected food handler, anyone who consume food or drink at the Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen during the dates listed is recommended to receive a vaccination if it is in within two weeks of exposure as protection from becoming ill. If it was during the dates listed but has been longer than two weeks since the specific time you were there, it is recommended that you still get vaccinated, although it will be outside the window to protect you from contracting the illness if you were exposed. Now, listen carefully to the symptoms. The symptoms of hepatitis A include loss of appetite, nausea, tiredness, fever, stomach pain, brown-colored urine, light-colored stools, jawedness, and diarrhea. Symptoms may not appear for up to seven weeks. That's a month and a half. Some people who are infected may not notice any symptoms at all. The Kentucky Health Department explains that poor hand washing after visiting the bathroom is the most common way for the virus to spread. Everybody wash your hands after using the bathroom. You don't know how many times bathrooms across the country that I frequent that women, and I can only, can't say they've meant for the men, but women will leave the bathroom without washing their hands. And I catch them at it, and I am so tempted to say something, but I really bite my tongue. Hepatitis A, they say, usually spreads when a person unknowingly ingests the virus from objects, food or drinks contaminated by small, undetected amounts of stool from an infected person. That's nasty. The virus spreads when an infected person does not wash his or her hands adequately after using the toilet or engages in behaviors that increase risk of infection. Careful hand washing includes the fingernails with soap and water along with vaccination of anyone at risk of infection will help prevent the spread of this disease. Popeye's restaurant is working with the health officials to disinfect the store and to vaccinate other employees. But that's just nasty. I'm sorry. Yuck, yuck. And now for Lee's Bullshit. Hey, Lee, how are you today? I'm doing good. Hey, if you ever noticed something, What's I, I, I want to know if everybody else has noticed. When you take your 34 out on the road, it seems like forever, but when you take it at home, it feels like a 10-hour. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, because you're too busy running around at home getting <laughs> trying to get crap done. Exactly right. It's just, okay, I feel like I just got here and it's time to go again. What happened here? So anyway, yeah, we're getting ready to go anyway. I, so. I just closed my eyes and shit, it's already over with yet. Oh, yeah, that's the way it works. You know, when, you, when you're home, you got too much stuff to do, then you think, well, how'd I get all that done, or how'd I have so much to do, you know? <laughs> so, good Lord. Right. That grass don't ever quit growing, you know? It, that just stuff just keeps coming up, coming up, so. Yeah, and what do you think about that truck stop worker that may have spread hepatitis A for weeks to customers there in Kentucky? That, that is scary. I mean, honest to God, that, that's scary. That is very, very scary right there. Yeah. Well, what I didn't understand, I read some of the article and I heard different people, you know, talking about it and everything. But 
they say it takes a while for this to show up. Well, that's fine, but don't you think you would have been feeling something? Somebody would would have felt sick or like, hey, man, you look terrible. I mean, something. You know, there had to be some signs there. Well, and, and I'm wondering how they found out you know that he was he starting to feel sick how did they find out who, who had it is my exactly. question you know was he starting it, to throw symptoms or or what well there had to be a reason that i guess that they took him to the doctors or whatever you know i mean it had to be a reason you yeah. know i mean there, there just had to be some kind of sign on showing that i mean come on people you're working in the food industrial Hey, you better kind of know what's going on with your workers in there and everything. I mean, you better know, because that's, that's very bad. I mean, innocent people in there, you know, just trying to get them something to eat, it, like we had to do at these truck stops. And, God, this guy or lady or whoever's got it could have affected, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people. Oh, thousands. I mean, probably I over mean, three exactly, weeks. Exactly. Thousands. You know, you take, you know, you take a TA, there's Hangleton, how many hundreds in there in a day? Yeah. You know? So that that is very, very, uh, that's just scary. Well, you know, it makes you, and you, you read know. further on in the article, and uh, which I talked about a little bit earlier in the show, uh, waiting for us to sync up our schedules here, and it said that careful hand washing, including under the fingernails with soap and water, along with the vaccination of anyone to uh, at risk of the infection, will help prevent the spread of the disease you don't know how many times i have women i can't speak for men but i said this earlier you don't know how many women leave the bathroom without washing their hands it just about boggles my mind and it's just downright disgusting and they're they're saying here that um usually this spreads from ingesting the virus from objects food or drinks contaminated by undetected amounts of the stool from an infected person i'm like yuck that's Ew. disgusting Ew. Ew. <laughs> well was this person was this person actually the one i guess preparing the food or it doesn't or, say it just it doesn't say, but this is the Kentucky Health Department saying that that's how normally it's spread. If somebody right. has hepatitis A, that they're saying that this is how it's normally spread through the stool. And I'm like, oh, gross! That's disgusting. <laughs> so it, again, as a public service announcement, I also shared it on the Facebook page as I mentioned. Go get tested. <laughs> Go see if you had yeah, it. Exactly, if you've exactly been in right. Florence, Kentucky, at the eating at the Popeyes, there. Go get tested. Yeah. <laughs> see if you well, got it. Say they put they put some of these other places in them truck stop. They had a good restaurant in there. It might yep. not have time. You're right. Right. <laughs> so, I'm like, <laughs> they're a dime a dozen. I sure miss them. I guarantee you that I miss them. Yeah. I do, but but that's horrible. I mean that's. You just think about something like that, Ugh. what it could actually turn into. An epidemic or a pandemic. Exactly. You know, I mean, and you take, you know, 7,500 years ago, that's what wiped out, you know, a bunch of people in the United States with stuff like that. You right. know, so 
but I hope nothing like that happens. So please, everybody that was there, get tested. Please take care of yourself. You know, let's let's try to stop this from right. going on. Right, so. and getting your kids infected and everything else. I mean, God only knows. You know, That'd your your spouse, yeah, your kids, and I mean, yeah. it go nuts. Yes, it would. I mean, you'd have to feel twice as bad knowing you infected your own family. I mean, come on. You didn't have nothing to do with it, you know. But yeah. get tested. Get tested. Get this stuff stopped. You know, I mean, there's no, there's, there's, the risk ain't worth it. Right. The risk ain't worth it. So, and did I, you and you heard about that truck driver in Arkansas that he sacrificed himself uh, to not to hurt any population? He drove his uh, chemical tanker that was in flames into a remote area before it exploded. Uh, and uh, and you know he was in Arkansas and he was driving down Highway 57 just to refresh your memory a little bit. And he tried to step on his brakes and brakes wouldn't stop. And all of a sudden the brakes apparently caught on fire. He tried to put out the fire and the truck ended up exploding, leaving a 15 foot crater. Ouch! Ouch! Well, well, I'm glad the guy got it off the road or got it out of the way. I mean, because he could uh, very seriously killed a bunch of people. Yeah. With this thing exploding, I mean, hats off to the guy for trying to get it out of the way. I mean, really, I I, I think I would have done the same thing, try to guide it as far as away from people I could, because I wouldn't want to kill, you know, somebody or if I could prevent it and just be done with like i said my hat's off to him for that i don't know what happened on the brakes but i mean my hat goes off to him for getting it out of the way and trying to save some people's lives yeah and, and know, sadly he didn't make it well i hate that i really do i mean it 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 makes my heart bleed that you know somebody trying to do good like that i mean nobody knows what happened about the brakes i mean it could have been just something happened you right. know, I mean, you never know. So, but my hat goes out to the guy. I mean, it really does. I mean, there is some good people left in this world. Right. So, that, that kind of gives me a little boost of energy there, you know what I mean? So, anyway, but my hat goes out to him and his family, you know. I mean, he's he's a hero as I look at it. You know, he saved a bunch of lives. So. Yeah. And something else that I addressed earlier was uh, in Canada. Remember how we had that real bad wreck we talked about on I-70 where that guy dropped his sandwich? Yeah, yeah. Well, now Canada is fining their drivers $1,000 for eating and driving if they get caught. Oh, my God. You know, for distracted driving. Well... All I got to say, when they change all their hires, they can give us more time to stop and eat. That's all I got to tell them. You know. Because and, it, it, it ain't going to happen. Well, and now, not just commercial drivers, but cars as well. And they're saying, you know, it's not just distract. They're, they're listing uh, distracted driving isn't just your cell phone. Um, it's texting. It's reading. Smoking. Personal grooming, women putting on mascara, as I talked about. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, eating and driving, you know? So, yeah. that's that's yeah. a mess and a half right there. <laughs> okay, now, I can't drink a cup of coffee going down the road. Nope. Nope. You know, 
Nope. If I did smoke, I mean, I can't smoke going down the road. <laughs> nope. Mean, come on. Got to put so, both hands on that wheel and got to look straight ahead. Can't rotate your head either no more. <laughs> Can I look out my mirrors? Uh, you better not be looking at them short skirts rolling up and down the road like you like to do. You know how you are. Well, uh, well that's why you think I drive a big truck. <laughs> why you think you've been out there all these years? <laughs> you, know, you know, the worst thing ever happened to truckers. What's that? Tinted windows. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see down in there no more like you used to. <laughs> Tinted windows. That's the worst thing you ever have, trucking. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. now it's the open sunroofs. There you go. That's even better yet. They didn't have sunroofs back in the day, but now everybody's got a sunroof in their vehicle, or moonroof, they call it. Oh, well, they call me a redneck. My pickup's got one, so what's up? <laughs> yeah, and your grandkids want to stick their heads out of it, too. And what a, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And what did Grandpa <laughs> say? What did Grandpa say? Yeah, it's broke. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's broke. So anyway, but yeah, that was the worst thing ever happened right there. It sure was. But I, they're, they're fixing to try to do some more to us. I just got a bad feeling with all this stuff. Seems like anything happens, it might be one out of, what, 10 billion or something when it does happen. Oh, well, we need to change everything. Well, okay, y'all can't eat, y'all can't drink, y'all can't do this going down roads, you can't do that going down roads. Right. So, I mean, it's getting really, really bad. Yeah, it's Very getting bad. over-regulated. It's getting it over-regulated. Is. It is. But if they're going to do it to us, do it to cars, too. And yeah. me personally, on the cell phone business, I think that all, you ought to ban, they ought to have a headset or whatever, even for cars. It's It should be, every, every car should come hands-free, mandatory, hands-free device in the car. Already, well, with the, from the manufacturer. If you going down the road, get up beside you, you see the light on the phone. Yep. You know, they're going all over the doggone road. And, I mean, we see it all the time. We can spot them in front of us. You right. know, you know, it's that bad out there. I mean, they really, yeah, they really need to crack down on it, to tell you the truth. They really do. Some some cities and some states, it says head, you know, head devices, you know, blank, you know, whatever on them signs and everything. But, but good Lord, some of them people, they can get outrageous. You always tell them, slow down about. 55, 60 mile an hour on the interstate, and you get up the side and go pass them, then all of a sudden they quit talking, boom, there they go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 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 so. they slow down about 60 mile an hour, yeah, and as soon as they hang up the phone, they're like gone like doing yep, 90 they're like, again. Okay. They're going again. I seen, I seen a lady the other day was on the cell phone, bless her heart, she looked like she was about 80 something. <laughs> she was having a hard enough time just trying to drive, and she was trying to talk on the phone too. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's, that's scary right there. <laughs> so I thought, you, you better stay right here behind this lady for this bit. You know, see what's yeah. going to happen. Uh, I didn't want to get upside and scare her or nothing. I didn't want to hold on. I prayed she'd slam on the brakes and I'd hit her. So I didn't do that. So just going on down the road with her. So but she talked for a good while. Wow. <laughs> I don't know who she's talking to. But. She might have had a hot date or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that's scary, too, right there. Ooh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I got a text the other day. So this 
old lady waving and, and she said uh, okay my ex is a mile up down the road i better slow down now you know all this kind of stuff i said yep that's exactly right that's exactly right so yeah so anyway. what else we got going on well and then in san antonio a trucker takes a nosedive off a overpass because a car cut him off i can believe that in San Antonio, I can't. I can believe that. I really can't. I was going down there. I used to. I used to go down Laredo, and uh, I always go to the middle of San Antonio like if it was you know late, late at night or early in the morning because actually it was closer to go through than go around the loop. You know, depending on your track. Mm-hmm. I'm going down through there and I'm watching this guy. He comes up on the right side. He passes me. And he's a good car link in front of me over in the other lane. All of a sudden, he just turns and runs into a barricade. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I can hear this story. Y'all ain't gonna believe that. That big truck run me off the road. <laughs> now that would be a true. Wouldn't that be a true truck driver story? How do we say it back in the day? You ain't gonna believe this. Bleep. Exactly. You ain't gonna believe this. Oh, anyway, but I, I guarantee you, that's what the insurance company. I mean, it looked like he intended. I mean, it didn't look like he lost control. He just flat turned that wheel and run right into right, right into a damn. Yeah. No lord. Yeah. You know, so you know that insurance company, that truck, will run me off the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this yeah. guy went up and over a guardrail, and uh, then cra- and totaled the truck, totaled the trailer, totaled the truck, and the load was all over the road underneath the interstate. Right off of 35 in San Antonio. So, because, you know, he swerved to avoid a car that cut him off and it was in the rain. So, I am i didn't look up and see when that, when, if it was raining that day. But weren't you saying that the last week or so it was raining a lot in Texas? Oh, yeah. In Oklahoma oh, yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Yes, and we're supposed to start getting more starting tonight. So I'm gonna be in it all day tomorrow too, going up in Oklahoma and everything. So it's it's gonna be back down in the forties up there. It's been cool up there the last couple of days. So, right. But uh, but that that's what I always said about Houston, Texas. I used to run through there quite a bit, and uh, I said rain to them people is kryptonite. Yeah. They get plum crazy. Yep. I mean, I don't know why. Well, I do. Slow down. You yep. know, just it's the same way in San Antonio. They say San Antonio, that thing to flood up like crazy down in that part of the country. It, it really will. I have been sitting, looking at a place to deliver to, but only one problem. There's 10 foot of water between me and the place. <laughs> so, right. get in there. <laughs> right, you have to swim. To swim. So, anyway, we couldn't go in there. Yeah, I was delivering to a damn aluminum plant last week. It's the same doggone thing happened to me. He said, he says, follow me. So he's following, you know, I'm following him all the way around the aluminum plant, all the way around the backside of the building and everything. And all of a sudden he crawls up this ramp and spins around and there's the dock with about knee deep of water in it. He said, I think you need to open up your doors out here. And I said, yeah, I was fixing to do the same thing because I ain't taking a swim back in there. Didn't bring my uh, swimming suit at the time. Uh, uh, we've, uh, got a, we've got a place that we pull wood out of. And first 
first time I was ever there, I was the first one there. First time ever loading this stuff. I get down in there, and uh, there's two trails, water about a foot deep. And there's a dock. It's all outside. I got down there, and I was backing up in there and everything. I couldn't get back up in there. He said, hang on. I got to dig the dock out a little bit. Gets on this bobcat and goes out there and digs it out. When you get down in there, you're in the groove. You ain't going to, I mean, you don't have no room on each side. It is very, very muddy out there, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know how these log haulers and chip haulers do it. I, and when it's a rainy season, I don't know how they do it without getting stuck every damn time. Well, a lot of them, they, got, they pull them out. Yeah. I know that for a fact. I know some of them boys all them logs, and they, they'll hook on to it one of them tractors down there, you know, one of them big old deals, and they'll pull them on out, get them on out, get them gone, you know. So that's just part of it, I guess. So, But that uh, place is kind of scary. Right? <laughs> so, so, I right. mean, very scary. So. Well, and they always like to load you heavy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And I, don't, yeah. I can't understand why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. really understand Well, guess why. what happened to me? Thursday. What happened to you Thursday? I'm coming back in, heading over to the D.C., and I got to see a police chase. Really? Yeah, I was going down through there, and I looked off in my mirror, and I seen this pickup coming up, and I seen a bunch of red lights behind So I eased over, you know, getting out, trying to get out the way. Well, this old boy go by in this pickup, and there's four of them right there. All right. Well... Kind of got back on the road, looked back there, and here come four more. Huh. He's back off on the road again. Well, kind of got straightened out, got back on, looked back there, and here comes some more. Damn I it. thought, good Lord, you know, <laughs> got back off on the side of the road. Some of these four wheelers, I get on the side of the road, what they want to do? Pass me. Right. Yeah, you know, look at your rear view mirror, people. You see them red lights, you know. And I seen counties, uh, cities, unmarked. Highway Patrol, I seen, I bet they were 20 of them chasing that old boy. Dang it. And I thought, you know, this guy must have done something pretty bad. You know, yeah. I'm thinking, he robbed a bank or something. You know, if he killed somebody, they probably wouldn't have two or three of them after him. If he robbed a bank, <laughs> they're going to have about 20, 25 after him, you know. So, <laughs> what I had to do, I had to look it up. And it was a stolen car. Wow. And how many police cars did you say you saw? I guarantee you there was 20. And this guy was oh, putting ooh. big trucks on. We we're on two-lane blacktop. <laughs> and he's just running down, putting big trucks on the side of the road and cars on the side of the road and everything. I thought, well, they're going to get him. You know, they're going to end that. And there was a man and woman in there in that trip pickup. Yeah. And the pickup was from Oklahoma. Huh. So, I don't know. You think them old boys didn't have nothing better to do? <laughs> I, I'm getting to wonder, you know, I mean, that many of them chasing, they, 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 they was bored or something. I don't know what it was, but they was sounds, bored. They was, sounds like it. Golly, sounds yeah, like they, it. But anyway, was, I appreciate you joining us again today there, Lee, and, and don't be working too hard, and you take care, and you have, keep the shiny side up and have, stay safe out there. 
Well, everybody out there, I want y'all to stay safe. Remember, slow down sometimes, people, okay? It'll work for you. Even my slow down, believe it or not. So, anyway, <laughs> so God bless. I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in every week to listen to me and Lee on the cafe. If you are new here to the cafe and you would like to check us out, at the bottom of every podcast episode on the website at juliastruckingcafe.com, I have listed links that I have where you can find me on other directories like iHeartRadio, YouTube, iTunes, and many more. If you are like iTunes, just go under podcasts and give us a search. Please subscribe. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please like us on Facebook and don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. On the website, I also share recipes under Cooking in Your Truck, which is under the cafe menu, and our page of Stupid Things That Drivers Do. On some of the recipes, I even do a little cooking video. I would also humbly ask that you please subscribe to our email list and I will send you the show notes right to your inbox every week. This way you don't have to keep coming back to the website, which I'm glad that you do, to view the articles that I reference in each and every show like I have done here today. In the future, when I'll be having new things coming out, and if you're on the email list, you'll be in priority to be getting those new things that are in the works. But before I forget, please feel free to leave a comment on our Facebook page, on the bottom of every podcast episode, or in YouTube. Please leave us a review. If you like the show, please let us know. We greatly appreciate it. If you have an idea for the show or any kind of comment, please uh, feel free to info... uh, Please feel free to email me. Sorry about that. I'm stumbling today, this week on, on the show. My email is info at juliastruckedcafe.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at juliastruckedcafe.com. I want to make sure that all of you stay safe out there this week. Keep the shiny side up. Make sure that you use your turn signals. Put your headlights on when you're using your wipers, please. Turn signals, I say it again because of the fact we're not mind readers out here. We can't telegraph what you're going to do. Don't slam on your brakes in front of a big truck. I had a Corvette with the back uh, convertible with the back window blown out. Decide he was going to play chicken with me on 55 here in Illinois. Um, And he almost didn't make it. You know, just don't do it. Just do not do it. We're 80,000 pounds. It takes two and a half football fields for us to stop. You know, a football field's 350 yards, so add it up. You just don't do it. You wouldn't do it, stop dead in front of a freight train, and we're a freight train on wheels. It's just not a good idea. So please keep the shiny side up. You know, keep it between the ditches for me. I really am glad that you're here listening to my little podcast each and every week. And I would hate to see somebody get hurt. I really would. Take care again. Thanks again for listening. You all have a really great weekend. Join our convoy, ain't nothing